You don't have to be a master coach. You don't have to be a master of mental health. You don't have to have a specialty in behavioral health in order to help improve somebody's life. You just have to be able to ask questions, help pull an answer out of them as to what they should do about the situation, and then support them and challenge them as they implement. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best. With your Military Sherpa, Mark Tilshire. Welcome back, everyone. It is great to see you. It is Mental Health Awareness Month, and so we're going to be talking today about mental health, a topic that is really important, particularly uh, to me. I struggle with mental health issues. I deal with things from time to time that cause me considerable consternation in my relationships, in my professional life, in my work, and, and in my head as well. And so today I'm going to talk about what it means to become a leader worth following, at least when it comes to mental health. Now, my new book released last week, The Leader's Garden, How to Grow Healthy, High-Performing People. And that book is all about how we help somebody else in their mental health journey. What is our piece? We're not trying to replace the mental health system. We're not trying to replace behavioral health and coaches and all of those things, but we have a part to play and a complementary part to play, I would say that. And so today we're going to be talking specifically about you, specifically about me and what we do internally, what we do in our life to actually level up or to trend up. And you hear me talk about this concept all the time of trending up. And I got this from Jeremy Kubitschek, the founder, one of the two founders of Giant, along with Steve Cockrum. And Jeremy Kubitschek talks about this idea of leveling up all the time. And what I mean by level up is that, hey, are we more skilled? Just think about it like a video game. Are we more skilled now than we were before. Before could be this morning, before could be yesterday, before could be a month ago. Are we more skilled now than we were previously? Are we healthier? Because often with a level up in a video game comes an increased level of health. Are we healthier than we were this morning, yesterday, last week, last month, last year? Do we have more skills, more strength, more health? And this is relative, right? So sometimes we go through peaks and we go through valleys. Sometimes we're high, sometimes we're low. And just like our stock portfolio, we can't judge the dips and the peaks as our wealth, but we look at the trend line over time. How are we looking compared to a year ago, two years ago, six years ago, 20 years ago? Are we in a better place now than we were before? And we can apply this to anything. We can apply this to our physical health. I'm doing a lot of boxing these days. Using I, I exercise using my Oculus. I love exercising using my Oculus. I've been boxing. I've been uh, doing my... Uh, so if you're on Supernatural or you're on the Oculus, you need to friend me. So I'll drop my stuff in the comments. But just look up Tilshire. I'm the only one. So look up Tilshire. You can totally find me if you exercise in VR. I'll totally friend you and we can keep each other accountable. But anyway, I can trend and I can track my trend line over time based on what I'm doing and, and how healthy I am. And it, it's no different when it comes to mental health. So we want to be trending up over time. And in order to trend up, there's a couple of things that need to happen. First, we need to assess ourselves accurately. Are we assessing ourselves and taking time to sit back and actually look at where we are? It's not about how we feel. Man, I feel pretty good today. I feel pretty tired today. I feel pretty down today. That, that's irrelevant. That's day to day. You'll have good days and you'll have bad days. It's irrelevant. It may not be irrelevant in regards to your struggle, but it's irrelevant when it comes to your trend line. And so it's not about individual days. I have good days and I have bad days. I have days where I lay on my office floor sometimes because I'm overwhelmed with life. And then I have days where I'm out there just killing it and, and making gains and progress in my relationships and in my life and with my family and my team. So first we have to assess ourselves and we have to assess ourselves uh, objectively. Second, we have to make a plan based on that assessment. And so we have to look at where we are and we have to have a plan in order to trend up. And the plan is nothing without implementation, so we have to implement that plan, which is often the hardest part for some of us. 
So we have to assess ourselves, we have to make a plan, and then we have to implement that plan. We have to be trending up over time, and it only happens with intentionality, never by accident or rarely by accident, and certainly not by accident long-term. And so as we look at this, this is when I said earlier that it was irrelevant that that day-to-day we have ups and downs, we were looking at the trend line. What that really means is that we don't have to win every battle. And so as we're implementing our plan, as we're assessing our health, we don't have to win every battle. We can fail. We can make mistakes. We can have really, really bad days. But are we trending up? If we are, we're winning the war. If we're trending up, we're winning the war on mental health rather than focusing on the individual battles. And the individual battles, especially when we're struggling with mental health, have a tendency to drag us down. We can really fixate and spiral based off of single ideas or single events or single bad days. And so every organization has an assessment that they use. The Air Force uses their four pillars. The four pillars are mental, spiritual, social, and physical. And those aren't bad. In Giant, I think we have one that's much better, and I wish it would be adopted across the Air Force, across the Department of Defense as a whole. We want every service member to thrive. That's our thing. And I think this tool, the Giant tool, the Peace Index, is a far better tool than the four pillars. And I'm going to walk you through the assessment. And I'm going to do it in real time right along with you, assuming that my pen works. I got my pen out. You hear it click if you're listening. And if you're on YouTube, you can see I'm going to go right along with you. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through this tool called the Peace Index. And the Peace Index is our assessment that we use to determine if we're trending up, if we're trending down, where we are right now. Where is our mental health? We use this tool, and it's called the Peace Index. And the Peace Index has five different areas, purpose, place, provision, physical health, and people. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you, if you're on your phone, take notes. If you're sitting down and you can write, write. If you are driving, maybe listen to this episode later. Skip back and listen to an older episode or listen to uh, uh, an episode that came out after this one if you're listening to this in some date in the future. But I'm going to walk you through each one of these five areas, purpose, place, provision, physical health, and people. And I'm going to give you just a few questions. And I'm going to go right alongside you, and we're going to take an assessment of where we are. And the goal is that by the end of this episode, by the end of this video, you'll have at least one thing that you can do right now in the short term in order to start to increase your mental health. And through this process, if we can take this on as a habit and start doing it once every quarter, every month, and start tracking our trends in mental health, physical health, then we'll have a great idea or a great plan that we can implement that will actually make gains and make next year better than this year. I have a goal this year. I lose productivity every year from about November all the way through to January. This year, it extended to February. So November, December, January, February, I lost four months of productivity. Four. And when I say productivity, I don't only mean work. Like my relationships degraded. My finances degraded. My team degraded from November until February. Why? Well, Brinkley, my service dog, my my partner, my soulmate, if you would, he died in November. And as that starts to, to come up every year, that, that, that is a big challenge for me. And then my family has a bunch of things in December that, that are baggage for us, that, that drags us down. And then it gets really hard to recover from those things. And before you know it, it's March. And my family relationships are stagnant or, or worse, they're atrophied. And my business and all, yeah. So my goal this year is that that doesn't happen in November, that I go strong all the way through to Christmas and then bam, January hits and we hit the ground running. But that's only going to happen if I can implement this peace index in a way that I want to help you to do, and I can implement it long-term over time between now and November, and I'll let you guys know as we go through this, but now and November so that I don't lose months to the locusts. 
that locusts don't eat the good years of our life because of mental health issues. And so we're going to go through all five of these areas and you're going to rate yourself. I'm going to rate myself. At the end, I'm going to share my score. If you're watching this, you can drop your score into the comments. If you're listening, go out to YouTube and drop yours in the comments. You can do that too. So let's start with the first one, purpose. So purpose, score of one to 10. And this is just based on how you feel. Think about the purpose that you have in this life. Are you living for something greater than yourself right now? And I know that might sound weird. Let's talk about it a different way. Are you excited by the work that you do? Does your work excite you? Are you excited by something that's coming up in the future, some project that you're working on? Are there things at work in your your purpose, in your life that wake you up in the morning that you're excited to be a part of? Rate that one to 10. And I'm going to rate mine right now. I'm going to rate mine. All right, I'm going to rate mine. I'll share my stuff with you at the end. Next, so on a scale of one to 10, your purpose. Now we're going to talk about place. When we think about place, we're thinking about your house. We're thinking about your work. We're thinking about your community. Thinking about all of those places, your home and your office and your work. Do you have peace there? Is your home full of peace or full of conflict? Is your work full of peace? Is it full of conflict? Do you feel safe there? Do you live in a neighborhood that, that you feel safe in? Is your work safe? And sometimes you work in a prison and maybe that is, you don't feel so safe at work, but maybe that's procedural. Maybe it doesn't matter. Do we feel safe there? And then the third one, do you feel like you belong there? Do you feel like you belong at work? Do you feel like you belong at home with your family? Do you feel like you fit in, that they're your people? That's place. So some of that creeps a little bit into relationships. But place, how do you feel? Home and work. All right. Next up, so that was one to 10. So now we should have two scores at this point. So I have two scores. Both of them are relatively high. Uh, Now we're going to do provision. So on a scale of one to 10, think about provision. Do you live within your means? Are you spending more than you earn? Do you live within your means? Do you have enough money to stretch through to the next paycheck or are you struggling every paycheck to make ends meet? Do you have to wait to buy bread? Because in these days, like I understand the answer to this might've been, yeah, I'm living within my means six months ago and now with everything going on, some of us are finding ourselves that the dollar doesn't stretch as far as it used to. And that's not the podcast for this or the video for this, but just know I got some pretty strong opinions here. But do you live within your means? Next, are you investing in your future? Are you in, is your wealth growing over time? Is your family's net worth growing over time? Are you saving for retirement? Are you saving for something in your life, for vacation, whatever it is? Are you investing in your future? And then last, are you outrageously generous? And I, when I say outrageously generous, like I really do mean Dave Ramsey style, outrageously generous. Do you ever go out and tip the bill? Does that ever happen in your life? It is one of the greatest experiences I I ever have with my family is when we get good service and I don't like to talk about these things, but we tip the bill sometimes. And if the the service, and I cannot tell you the number of wait staff that have come out of the building telling us that we made a mistake because we never want them to know until we left, right? So we try to hide it and then we run out of the building basically and leave as quickly as we can. And then we tip tip the bill and often they'll come out and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. That wasn't the tip part. You put the, you put the bill in the tip. I'm like, no, no, that's for you. We wanted you to have it because you're amazing. I cannot tell you the number of people that cry. I can't tell you the number of people that chase us out of the building trying to tell us that we made a mistake. I tipped someone only a 20 once. The bill was like 11 bucks and I tipped someone a 20 because I was eating with friends, but we did separate bills. And they chased me out with the $20 bill in their hand And when I told them that was their tip, they actually cried over $20. That's how much it meant to them. Often, if you have money in your account of any kind, you're doing better than a lot of people that you encounter. 
And we know from studies that generous people are more attractive. Generous people are happier. Generous people are healthier. Are you outrageously generous? I know I'm lingering on this one, but it's so important. Gratitude and generosity. So those three questions, are you living within your means? Are you investing in your future? Are you outrageously generous? Where would you say that you are with that right now? One to 10. Next is your physical health. Your physical health. This one is really, really simple. Just think three items, food, sleep, exercise. Are you eating well? I don't mean necessarily calorie count, although that's part of it. Are you, think about your investing in your future. Are you negatively declining in calories or pile? Are you eating more than you're, you're spending? Yeah, we'll say that. Are you eating more than you're spending calorie-wise? Are you going up? Or are you going down on the scale? Uh, and I know the scale, it's body fat percentage really that we're looking at, not necessarily weight. Weight's, re- weight's irrelevant to a great extent. But are you eating? What does your diet look like? Are you getting fruits and veggies and all those things that you should be doing? When was the last time you had a salad? What does your diet look like? How many monster energy drinks are you pounding? Right? What does your diet look like? Exercise. They say three week, three times a week to maintain, four or five times a week to advance. How are you doing with your exercise? Is your cardio up? Are you skipping leg day? What does that look like? Right? Are you actually improving over time with your physical health? In November, my physical health, I was my kids and I do this thing every year uh, called the turkey hunt. And we do it on Thanksgiving. And basically, I get Nerf guns, and while my wife is doing what she's doing and preparing for Thanksgiving dinner, I chase the kids around the house with these Nerf guns, and they wear these little turkey hats, and I try to shoot them, right? And I get two bullets per kid, so if I miss them, it's a big deal. And this last November, like, I couldn't chase them around the house. And this was a big deal, like a really big deal to me. I couldn't chase the kids around the house. And that was really a catalyst moment for me where I decided that wasn't going to happen. I was, I was, I stopped taking some mental health medication in November, late November. And I shot up 20 pounds like instantly. And so I was 20 pounds heavier. I was 15 pounds heavier than I am now. I still got about five pounds to go, I think, but I was 15 pounds heavier from like early November to December, I think. And it was really tough. It was really, really tough. And I decided at that moment, like never again. And so I've been, my motivation for exercise, and I've been exercising like a demon. The motivation that I've had to exercise has been all about November, because November is coming. And I'm going to do the turkey hunt with my kids again. And when I chase those kids around the house, I'm going to chase them until they collapse. They're going to be huffing and puffing on the side of the road while I'm chasing them around. I'm not going to have to be strategic this year because I had to be so strategic this year. Like I had to hide behind bushes and hide in claws. Like I had to do all these things to try to to get them to come to me and they weren't going to come to me. So this year, I'm going to be able to run around the house until they can't breathe and then I'm going to corner them. It's going to be just like a real life hunt, right? I'm going to chase them until they're tired and then I'm going to take them out. And so that's been my motivation, but you've got to have motivation. I had to hit rock bottom where I couldn't chase my kids. And now I'm, I mean, my fitness right now compared to where I was before it's, I'm like, I'm doing 700 calorie workouts. I'm working out for 60 minutes at a time. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm having a good time. But my point is you need some motivation. So looking at your physical health, diet, exercise, sleep, six to seven hours, they say is kind of the bare minimum. All of us have different levels of sleep that we need. Uh, when my sleep machine's working, I, six hours is plenty for me. But, you know, where are you? And are you tired? You know, do you have energy to give to your family? Do you have energy to spend on yourself at the end of the day? And I think that that's a big part of that is sleep. So diet, exercise, sleep, one to 10, where are you at? Diet, exercise, sleep, your physical health. And then last is the people in your life. 
So on a scale of one to 10, do you have people in your life that love you? Like, do you feel, I think of some real specific people in my life. I think obviously of my family, right? My wife and my kids, they would go on the list. But then outside of them, I think Mike Opadol, I know that he's in a foreign country right now. We don't talk all that much, but I know like Mike loves me. Like this is, is my friend who cares so deeply for me that if I called him, he would be there. He would make time for me. I think Von Moore and Rob Joseph, people on my team, Carlos Castro. I've been going through hard times the last couple of weeks with sickness in my family and they're there for me. I know that they are. Do you have people in your life that love you, that love you and invest in you and care deeply for you? And do you have people that are exactly the same that you love? that you care deeply for, that you invest in, that it's a joy for you. That if they said, man, my car, my tire just flew off, I need somebody to come out and bring me a jack, would you be just excited to go and bless them and help them? You need those people in your life. You need people in your life that you thrive when you give unconditionally to them. You have to have that. And this is a harder problem to fix if it doesn't exist in your life, so you've gotta work on it, but, but we can talk more about that. But do you have people that love you? Do you have people that support you when you need it? And do you have people that challenge you? Those two giant words, the support challenge matrix. Do you have people that support you and challenge you? Do you have people that you support that you challenge? So love, support, challenge, relationships. Do you have those things? Are they in abundance in your life? Are you overflowing? So scale of one to 10, where would you place those in your life? So health-wise. So now you should have five different scores. And this is kind of weird what I'm going to ask you to do now, but I'm going to ask you to take those scores and I want you to add them all up. So I'm looking at my paper right here in front of me for those of you watching the video. So I add up all of my scores and I come up to 36. So it's 36 out of a possible 50, right? Because each of them could be one to 10. So I end up with a 36 out of 50 or a 72. If I was to multiply that by two, 72 out of a hundred. So I've got 36 out of 50 or 72 out of a hundred. So I have two solid nines. And then I have a five and a six that I threw into the mix as well. And so the five and the six dragged me down just a little bit. And so as I'm looking at my scores now, you've got your score. I can now look at that objectively and say, well, I'm a 72 out of 100. And I can compare that to a year ago if I keep track of these. I can compare that to two years ago. I can compare that to five years ago if I've got trend data. I can compare it to last month, last quarter, last week if I'm doing this regularly. And it's really important that you do. And so we do this regularly and we can start to develop a trend line both in individual areas and in uh, the total area as a whole. So this is huge. And if you can do this, then you can start to make a plan. So what is your lowest score? My lowest score right now is in provision and people. And so this year, for whatever reason, we are just not having a lot of success when it comes to filling up our classes. Like, I, I don't know what's going on. Last year, we were bursting at the seams with our classes and our courses. This year, I, I'm, we are really struggling and having a hard time. I don't know what's going on. I need your help to get people into our certification courses. You can raise the score in this area for me and my team. So that, that was my lowest score. But the other score for me was people. So we're going to focus on that one for this. My people score is at a six right now. And so out of 10. So my first two were really high. My purpose and my place, I gave those nines. But for provision and people, I gave those a little bit lower scores. My physical health, I gave a higher score. And as I'm looking at people in my life, I know exactly what's going on, right? And it's it's more so that my family and I, I think, uh, are still recovering from the holiday, which is crazy because it's May. We're still recovering from the holiday. But outside of my family, I'm still missing uh, relationship. And I have my team and we meet pretty regularly, but this week I am going to take one of my good friends, uh, Mark, out to lunch and try to get a little bit more time with some people that are uh, very meaningful to me. But that's what I'm going to be doing in the short term. 
And that's what I want you to think about right now. So you've got your scores, you've got your five scores, you've got your total, and you've got one, maybe two that are the lowest on all of your scores. And what I want you to do right now is think about what is one thing you can do in the short term to raise that score. If it's physical health, what can you do? Well, you can exercise, you can count your calories this week, you can, what is one thing that you can do? You can commit to going to bed a little bit earlier without your phone, leave it in another room or turn it on vibrate or silent and not turn it on, right? Those are all things you can do to up your physical health. What can you do provision-wise? Well, you can do a budget, use a program like Every Dollar. You can do the envelope budgeting system, which works so unbelievably well when I do it. It's amazing. So many things you can do. Post in the comments if you want ideas, man, I'm struggling with people, I'm struggling with this, and I can help you. So that's what we need to do. We need to do this monthly, maybe quarterly at the latest, but not every six months. You do it with you. You do it with your people. You run through this with them. Take those questions I just asked you and ask them those questions. Have them rate themselves. They don't even have to share with you why they rated themselves that way. Have them rate themselves and then ask them, what can you do right now, short-term, long-term, in order to improve these areas? And you can start to coach them to a better place. Do this and you can give people back to the world, back to the Air Force, back to the Army, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard better than you found them. That's the secret. But you've got to take an interest in doing this and you can do it as formulaic as we just did. You don't have to be a master coach. You don't have to be a master of mental health. You don't have to have a specialty in behavioral health in order to help improve somebody's life. You just have to be able to ask questions help pull an answer out of them as to what they should do about the situation, and then support them and challenge them as they implement. If you do that, you'll make an impact in their life beyond anything anyone ever has most likely. So I would encourage you to try it. Do it this week with yourself. Try it this week with somebody else. If you're watching this on YouTube, drop your score into the comments and what you plan to do in the short term. If you're watching this or listening to this in a podcast, go out to YouTube, drop it into the comments. I'd love to interact with you there. I will make sure to read every single one and comment on as many as I can. Otherwise, I will talk to you all soon. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa Podcast with Mark Tilshire.